Welcome to Ohanda. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Karen. All right. So, Karen, what art do you do? I am a mixed media, somewhat mosaic, somewhat work with beads. I like to do big projects, big things, big mirrors, take furniture, redo furniture. Um, I, I've been doing crafts since I crafts art since I was a little girl. So, I'll do almost anything. I love it. Yeah, your artwork is absolutely beautiful. I was on, Bella and I were on your website today and we were just like so impressed by how unique this is. I've never seen this kind of art expression before and it seems so like applicable to mostly like anything. Like it seems like you're decorating all sorts of objects. This is absolutely <laughs> beautiful. So, so you mentioned being, having been into craft ever since you were a little girl. So how did you get involved with art? When I was young, I grew up in Appalachia. I grew up in Kentucky. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of sports or activities. And my mom was really, really into, she taught me how to sew. She taught me how to quilt. She taught me how to refinish furniture. She taught me how to, I can cane seats and chairs, um, make my own clothing. We had to make our Barbie clothing. Um, anything like that. So, you know, money was always a little tight. Uh, so I decided I would make quilt my own placemats and potholders. Mm -hmm. And I took them to the local art store, little craft store, you know, a few counties over. And that's how I started making things to sell. So it was kind of out of just that was our fun time, necessity okay. and fun at the same time. And how old were you when you brought your stuff over to the store and started selling it? I was in, I think I was in like the third grade. Oh, you were very young. Yes. So you took I this initiative really by your by yourself to go to the store and start selling it, or did did your mom push you to do that? No, she we she was, had made friends with you know with the people that ran the store, and I said, well, okay. I'll make some things, and can I sell them? I think I sold potholders for fifty cents, <laughs> you know, but I made them. I still make my own placemats. I still do all that because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That must have been so satisfying for such a, you know, such a young kid. Did you, oh, were you already cents. thinking this, this could be something you could pursue as an actual career later in life? Um, at that point in time, I just loved to make things. Um, my mom was a big embroiderer. So she taught me how to embroidery and cross stitch and crochet, you know, pretty simple art things that were going on back. I mean, in the sixties and seventies. And um, so I didn't really think about it until I met my husband. This was years later. I'd after gone through school, I went to school for accounting, did not end up in that field. I ended up in a more creative field, obviously. <laughs> and um, we were in Italy and I walked into St. Mark's. And the whole place is mosaics. And I'm like, I want to learn how to do this because I love this and I'm so inspired yeah. by this. Then we went to Pompeii and I was like, oh my gosh, I really have to learn how to do this because <laughs> this is really what I want to do. So I've been studying ever since. So I guess that's kind of how it evolved. I've studied under many masters and many people that do this art form. And I've kind of interpreted in to do my own thing. I take a little of this, a little of that and kind of created what I like to do. And the furniture part comes from my mother. You know, she would come home with a piece of furniture in a box that she had garbage picked on the side of the street. 
yeah. put it together and it's beautiful. Um, so I do the same thing, like a couple of the tables that you see on my website. I pretty much drove by, saw them, stopped my car, loaded them, Picked came home up. and said, you know, I'm going to make it look like this. She gave me vision. My mother always gave me vision. She could okay. take anything and you'd be like, wow, how'd you see that in there? So yeah. she, you know, she was just a, a little country girl and she just always had vision. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So let's, let's fill in the gap between the Italy trip and third grade. What happened? What happened between then? You said, so how was your experience in school? Did you continue, did you take art classes in school or was it something you did on your own? I did some, you know, then it was more minimal being in the rural counties that I lived in. There wasn't a ton to offer. Um, I studied and then I went on to college and I studied art history um, then it was kind of a, a slideshow in a class in a book. That's yeah. computers then. So that's how I kind of learned art history. Um, didn't pursue a lot of art. Um, and then once I became an accountant, I realized like, ooh, I really need art. I need something. So I, I became a buyer for department stores, which is extremely creative because you mix color, you mix things, patterns. That was really creative. And I, mm-hmm. I my specialty for some reason... I ended up in jewelry, costume jewelry. Hmm. And that was super creative, super colorful. And then that's how I met my husband because he's a costume jewelry manufacturer. That's oh. why I love beads so much. I think in everything that I do, I like shiny, pretty. So, um, you know, and then after moving here to Rhode Island with him, I've just continued to work on my art. Okay. Um, I had a baby very late in life. She was, I was 49 when I gave birth to her. And so I've spent the last 10 years piddling with it because I needed to raise her. Now she's 10 and her life is starting to really take off to where she wants to go. And I'm back into, okay, now mom's going to start selling her art and really getting into it a lot more. So that's a quick synopsis of how it came to be. And I love in all my art, I love doing a lot of um, flowers and birds Growing up in Kentucky, my dad was a national park ranger. Okay. I lived in national parks growing up. Wow. So, you know, my backyard was not, you know, concrete. And my backyard was literally a national park with animals. And uh, my mom loved to teach me about the birds and the sounds they made and who did what and fly. She grew flowers and all that makes me think of home. It makes me think of being little and all the things I used to love, all the colors that you would see in all the gardens. We grew our own garden, so that was always colorful. Um, so I love working with a lot of flowers and bees and bugs and just what I like. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Did you ever participate in any art shows before going to college? Or did you just stick to the selling in the store where your mom had friends? I had just done that. I really didn't start. Um, when I moved here and I had left the buying world, I was like, what am I going to do? And I kind of was like, you know, I used to like to make art. So I'm going to take a stained glass class. Why not? So I started with that. And then I realized like, all right, I like doing this, but I'm going to venture and find my, my way. And then once I went to Italy, that was it. I was done. I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. So you stopped making art after leaving college. Okay. Yeah. For quite a few years. Wow. But you still found a creative outlet through your job. Yes. 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 And I had a big, um, I had a big change of life. My mother passed away. And then it was like, you know what? 
I think I'm going to pick it back up because it was like a way for me to, I don't know, just clear my head a lot because I yeah, needed to be, it needed to be cleared. Mm-hmm. So um, I think after that, I was like, you know, I'd like to, this is the one thing that I, she taught me kind of the beginnings of that I can still be connected with her on. So I kind of went back to it after that. Awesome. Yeah. And so what was, what was the first step you took after coming back from the Italy trip? Like, did you find a master to work under? Or did you start experimenting by yourself again? I did. I, I started, well, I started teaching myself like very simple things. Like, um, like I made bird baths, but it was very stained glass in the way it looked and the shapes, okay. you know, I follow little patterns, cut them out where nothing was free form. Nothing was like, you know, just I, like now I just create my own flowers. I just kind of halfway draw them on the board and I'm like, all right, this is what it's going to be. Where before it was very detailed. And then I, I took, uh, you know, several little simple classes just to learn about, you know, adhesives and glues and what product, what to work on. And then I, I, um, I flew to Italy and took like a two week class. Wow. And it, in this little town called Ravenna, when no one here, no one knows of it. It's south I know of Ravenna. Ravenna. <clears throat> I'm actually Italian. Ravenna? I'm actually Italian. So I have been to Ravenna. Yeah. Uh, Ravenna is like this little, no one, it's a sleepy, <laughs> no one knows about Ravenna. Most people don't. And it's a mosaic capital of like the world. There's a, a mosaic oh, uh, university and every corner has a mosaic shop. It's just like, it was heaven. I mean, I remember driving in it. I got off the train and there's this haystack. It's a, you know, the big round haystacks. Mm-hmm. Well, it was made of glass. <laughs> Somebody was like, the whole entire thing. I was like, oh my God, I'm in heaven. This is awesome. <laughs> so I studied under uh, Lucia was her name. And they taught you the old school, which you don't even want to know some of the things that they do. So, but they, they also had restoration art there. I mean, I was picking up artwork that was 2000 years old that they were restoring. So it was pretty cool to hold it into my hand yeah. and to realize like the Romans made this 2000 years ago and it's still together. And this is the process that I'm learning today. So when I came home, I just luckily in Falmouth, they used to have a lot of mosaic artists that would come and I would go every summer. I'd take like two classes. And these are masters and people that are in museums. And I'd get a little bit from this one and a little bit from that one. And before you knew it, I mean, I would sit there with, I didn't even know what to do and how to begin. And I learned from them. You know, one of them told me once, she goes, you know, you, you know, really how to put color together well. And I'm like, really? And she goes, shapes <laughs> and textures. I'm like, really? And I just went home and that was it. You know, I just kept pushing through because art changes you know, as you grow in your process and you grow in what you feel for your art. Like everything I look at from my beginning was very crafty looking and very boxy and square. And now it's like flows and the colors are different. I mean, it's art changes and I've changed and evolved in what I like to do. Absolutely. Well, speaking of art feeling, what, what inspires your artworks? What do you rely on for motivation? It's my quiet time. I'm a busy mom. I have a 10 year old daughter. Um, I'm running my house. I've got dogs. My daughter, ha- my daughter rides horses. That's the most oh. time consuming sport a parent can have. Um, you just don't drop your, your daughter off and say, all right, go do it yourself. You're like, you got to be there. It's gotten easier now where I am in a drop off mode. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, you got this. But I need quiet time. And there'll be days I'm like, 
you guys need to just go find somewhere to go. And I'll come in here at nine o'clock and I won't leave until I feel like it. Yeah. It's like my meditation. I will sit and do art and I just zoom out. I don't even know how the hours pass. So I find it relaxing. People always say, you know, that one piece I did for my daughter, I had 30,000 beads in it. And they're like, oh my gosh, you got a lot of patience. I'm like, it's like therapy. It really is. I don't need a therapist. Just give me some glasses and beads and I'll put on a podcast or some music. And I love Bocelli. I could put him on. Yeah. I have, you know, I have a little window set up with my hummingbirds are there or my birds feed right there. Who me? I just, it's happy, happy. Yeah. So that's wow. my inspiration. I mean, it's my quiet time. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's talk more about the actual themes or the kind of imagery that you're, <clears throat> excuse me, producing. So you said when you were younger, everything was more crafty, boxy. Now it's more flowy. Do you find yourself leaning more towards certain colors or certain kinds of patterns over others? Yeah, I love, I do love color. I, I, I for some reason, I seem to like purple and orange and teal. I don't okay. know why. <laughs> I also really love metallic. Um, I like to take a, a really soft color and pop it with a bright metallic texture of some sort. Um, I do. I like the. I, I like. I under. I took a couple color theory classes, and to me, the wheel you can match anything with anything. Um, but it's all about like the tones. I like the hots and the colds. Okay. I'm really into like mixing those together. You know, I do a lot of cool work, but then I'll pop it with a hot color like orange or something. Just so you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah. So you like so, striking things. I do. And I have to be careful sometimes because, you know, there'll be the one thing in my piece that somebody's like, no, I don't, that's, you know. So I have to, if I'm doing commissions and things, sometimes I have to tone back because I'll like it abstract, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Know isn't it cool? Look at that. I like that. But that's me. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems like this trip to Italy was pretty pivotal. And that was when you decided that you wanted to get back into art, specifically mosaics. So did you start off immediately thinking, I want this to turn into a business? Or was it just, I just want to get my hands dirty again, and then we'll see where it takes me? Oh, I just wanted to have something creative to do with my hands. You know, okay. It just, it's gotten, I started wanting to sell now because my walls are full. You know, yeah. I've made the, <laughs> you know, I've made the things for my daughter that she wanted. Um, I, I tell her now, don't fall in love with it because we already have one of those. It's <laughs> similar, you know, you don't need more. How many of those you're going to cart around for the rest of your life? I mean, some yeah. of my big mirrors may weigh 200 pounds. I'm like, you can't just, wow. I can't, I don't need a house full of them, but yeah, I still want to make them. I enjoy it. I want to okay. make it something that I like to make the pieces that when you walk into the room, you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? That's I want it to be, yeah. the, I want to do, I want it to be the one piece in the room that that's all you really need is that. Okay. Yeah. So what was that first step you took to start selling your artwork? Well, I started um, reaching out to some designers um, I've done a couple, I've done some backsplashes and, you know, in the beginning, you'll just, they'll like, can you do it? And you're like, yeah, I can do it. I'll do anything. And, you know, sorry, you what do, kind of designers? Um, interior designers. Okay. So like for furniture? 
Yeah, for home, for like, okay. a, you know, an interior designer that you would call and say, I want you to redo my house. Yeah. Well, they also do backsplashes and floors and, you know, they, they do everything. What are backsplashes? I'm sorry. I'm not very. Like behind a sink. Like, you know, behind your sink. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind a laundry room sink. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a couple behind bars. Um, and I'll hand cut the glass. I'll wow. hand cut. Like I've done one in my laundry room. It's all like little pieces of cut glass or mosaic pieces or jewels. So I, you know, I would start with, you know, interior designers doing things like that. Okay. But what I found is I prefer making something and say, this is what I have for sale. That's kind of what I like doing. Cause then it's kind of, I've made it, I'm under my pressure, my time and I can produce that way. Yeah, absolutely. You can represent yourself. So then you made a website. Yes, I did all by myself. That's a, no, I, I love this. All of the colors. And I, I see what you mean about the orange and the teal and the purple. <laughs> I do but like it, those colors. Yeah, no, they're absolutely beautiful. Green. I like a lot of greens, a lot of shades of green. I try to, I, when I'm working, I'll, when I first decide what I want to do, I lay out all the colors on the table. Okay. Um, like I'm working also on something for my bedroom. It's all, it's the one room that still needs to be done. And it's a lot of peacock colors. So I will sit and I have closets of beads. I have to keep them closed so my husband doesn't see how many I have. Um, <laughs> and I would just go there and I'll just start saying, okay, it's going to be, you know, peacock colors. And what do I have in peacock color? And um, then I start adding like what kind of odd things would go in that? You know, can I throw some weird pearls in there? Something odd that you don't normally think that would be in that grouping. And I lay it all out and then I just go. I kind of take a pencil and draw what I'm thinking Sometimes on a, well, when I used to fly, I would put it on, the little, I have a little notepad I carry and I would just draw it and then I'd lay it on the table and refer back to it. And it comes out somewhat like that. I'm, I'm drawing, I, I draw a lot of stick people. Um, but when it comes to making flowers and things, I can just plot them with clay and start drawing. It's different with what I do here. It's, 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 my, it's my paintbrush. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you mentioned your husband. Is your family supportive of your artistic pursuits? Yes, my husband. I, you know, I have a room in the house. When we built this house, I wanted a room on the main floor. No more basement work. First <laughs> yeah. of all, no light. Lonely, can't hear anything, cold. I said, oh, no, I want a main floor. So I'm right off the kitchen. It's awesome. He, um, he knows when I'm in here. He's like, oh, mom's in a room. I'm like, yeah. bye-bye. <laughs> Close the door. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he helps me if I need, you know, 600 strands of something. I'm like, can you get that for me? Yeah. Oh, that's so great to hear. What about your daughter? Is she artistic? She'll come in and she, she was done some mosaics for the yard and stuff. Um, I've tried to get her involved. She likes to ride horses. Yeah. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Yeah. Can you describe your workspace? So you mentioned having this really nice window, having a lot of light, what about, what about your, what's your work ethic like? Do you work in the morning, at night, whenever you have time? You said you listen to podcasts or music. Whenever I can get a moment. I usually yeah. try, you know, in the mornings are her time. Um, I get up really early just to have an hour to kind of get my thoughts together. So when mm-hmm. I get her to school and kind of get a few things organized, I spend a few hours during the day. And then I turn into mom and then I get a few hours in the evening and I might get some weekends. And so it's sporadic right yeah. now. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And are you uh, a neat worker or do you like to work with 
everything around you kind of like in a mess? I'm a mix. Okay. Because once I start pulling out beads and start working, I don't want to clean up. I just want to keep going. And then I'll come through and sweep it and clean it. But it's to my, you know, to my husband, it's still a mess. I'm like, oh, it's it's perfect. (laughs) It's clean. It's exactly Um, what you need to feed the creative process. Right. Right. So. And light. Got to have light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you faced any particular difficulties in the pursuit of your art career? I think the biggest thing, and I'm hoping now people will realize like it's, it's not, it's time consuming. We spend a lot of time as artists honing our craft. I mean, when I tell you I've taken classes and classes and spent hours and hours. So when I tell you something is one price, it is because there's a lot of time and investment and mental thought that goes into what I do. I just didn't sit down one day and make it, you know, I know you you get a lot of pushback and I want to see people. I think people are starting to realize like, wow, you know, she spends a lot of time doing that. It's worth what she's saying. And I put a lot of energy in it where I want it to be that warm, fuzzy spot in your house where it makes you smile and feel good. There's a lot of energy that goes into anything that anything is created with. And you know, I put good energy, everything I make, it's, it comes from the, it comes from the right spot. So I want people to realize that. Yeah. Well, you how, want it have, in your house. Mm-hmm. how have you been, I guess, engaging with the various stereotypes that society pushes out about artists? Um, I just try to push, you know, my agenda on it. Like, you know, it's, it's an artful energy thing. I mean, everything is energy and this is, you know, I, I think it's a very peaceful, thoughtful process that I go through to create this. And that's what will, this will present in your house. Yeah. And, you know, we spend a lot of, a lot of time, as I said, I mean, people just, you know, they either understand it or they don't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what is the ultimate goal for your art? What do you want it to mean, not just for yourself, but for your audience? I guess besides being that warm, fuzzy center of the room <laughs> feeling that you've already described. Um, I just want it to be something that is a focal point that they think is really interesting and wonderful. Every time they walk by, they're like, wow, I'm so glad I bought that. That brings mm-hmm. me a lot of happiness. I have a couple of pictures in the house that I bought from an artist that I just, when I saw his work, I was like, oh my gosh. And every time I walk by, I'm like, I'm so, and I've had them 15, 20 years, I think. Wow. And every time I walk by it, I'm so glad I bought those two pieces of art because they are, his name is Ola um, Scheifton and he's a Russian artist. And um, I bought two pen and ink, pen, um, pencil drawings that he did. And I love them. And I want that feeling. I want him to say like, wow, I'm so glad I invested in this because this is something that I will have and I can hand down to my children and will always have it. I mean, those are the pieces I did for my daughter. I know one day, you know, when she has children, she'll say, you know, my mom made this and you got to take good care of it. And this is her yeah. legacy for something to go forward into time. Just like the, the things that I held that were 2000 years old. Um, I want to make something. I mean, if it makes it 2000, great. But if it makes it for the next <laughs> few generations of my family, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. What a beautiful I mean, I still job. have the fiddle that my grandfather used to play fiddle with. Wow. And that was made by my great uncle. So, you know, those are the kind of things I would like my art to be for people. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, Karen, is there anything else you think is important for us to know about you or your art? I think you um, went through all your questions and I did look at them and make notes. So awesome. Yeah. Good. Perfect. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being so eloquent about your story and for showing your passion so clearly. Oh, well, thank you.